Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players from around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gallus' board game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Hey gang, and welcome to episode 54. I am PJ. And I am Gareth. And today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Eschen Spiele 2023. And I'm sorry to say that we're not going to be going this year, Gareth. Boo. Another year. And well, for me, another work commitment for the whole week. This I'm on the a... road for five days. I I'm know. I'm going to Edinburgh. I'm going to Manchester, but I'm not going to Germany. You're not going to any gaming conventions, which is sad. I will, I, trust me, I'll find some games to play. There are games but, when I go away with work, but we are not going to a convention. It's really interesting, right? Because this whole summer has been a crazy convention season for the both of us, right? I mean, we've been... <sighs> Next year. Next year, I'll just look at my diary. But However, we, but we do we have... have a cunning plan. Yes. We have a meeple on the ground. Tell us about our secret weapon. He is the lovely, the wonderful, the man in yellow, John from Tri-Wing <laughs> Games. Hello, John. Hey, John. Hello. Hello, gents. What an absolute pleasure to be in your company. Uh, the pleasure's all ours, I no. promise. Honestly, thank <laughs> you. When you said you'll be going and would would you, you know, mind hanging out virtually and you're gonna grab some sound bites similar to what PJ and myself did when we were in Gen Con and we were at UK yep. Games Expo. I was like, brilliant. Yeah. And so here we are. This is like the Essen Spiel preview event um you're going we're not and in a week and a half's time or so you'll be back to tell us how wonderful <laughs> it was and all the things you got up to no pressure yeah no pressure whatsoever right yeah i think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an exciting one i mean Essen, it's actually the 40th um anniversary of um Essen this year as well that's quite um quite exciting um, yeah, exactly. I think I was looking at it's like 1983, and then was a start, and then last year it was about 147,000 attendees, but pre-COVID it was 209. So I don't know how many they're wow. expecting this year, but I guess it, they're ramping it back up, just like the UK Games Expo ramped back yeah. up. So, so this is your second second year. That's right. So second one uh, in a row. Yeah, first time. First time last year. And uh, it was, yeah, an exciting experience last year just for... So my um, expo experience up until then was the UK Games Expo. Okay. Which is obviously the biggest um, tabletop games convention in the UK. Uh, And it's quite sizable. Two large halls and a third hall for open gaming. People just Mm -hmm. come in and and play. And then there's the um, supplementary open gaming in the surrounding hotels too. So it's really a, a nice sort of social get together, as much as a sort of a professional industry mm-hmm. um, showcase. Uh, but Essen's just uh, another beast entirely, with uh, six enormous halls. I know this year is, is fifty thousand of the best square meters of gaming. That is a lot of space. Um, yeah, wow. And it's and it's probably more sort of distilled because there's there's no sort of open gaming bit. It's all just people with with product really for people to, to look at it and enjoy and 
ideally obviously buy from the vendor's point of view. But but the other perspective is that it's just not only bigger in terms of um, floor space, but also vertically the the stalls are so impressive, so mm-hmm. high. It's um, yeah, it, it's a sight to behold. I really wow. am going to have FOMO envy by the time this episode <laughs> is finished. See, I think it's making it worse because oh, I've never man. been. Which is like I, you know, I think when the kids yeah. were younger, we never went because it was always half, it was used to be a half term or around half term week. Mm-hmm. And now they're older. I've got this this ridiculous work thing that's currently getting in the way for the last, for the last couple of years. Ugh. Work, work, work. Ugh. So I, mean, I um, want to really quickly, John, I want to put this in perspective because particularly for our American listeners, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we said 140 to 200,000 attendees, right? Is that, is that correct? And then you said how many, would you say, how many, how big square meters you said it was again? Yeah, 50,000 square meters. 50,000. So, so Gen Con, at its height this year, 80,000 attendees, right? And we pat our, um, you know, we American gamers, we pat ourselves on the back for having this, you know, it's the largest convention in America. This is cool. 80,000 guys. They've got twice as much in Germany. Come on. This is, this is crazy. This is insane. I'm trying to fathom this. You're describing it. Like it took us three episodes to discuss what happened at Gen Con this year. So how many episodes is it going to take for you to come on and talk about Essen? <laughs> do, 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 do you think you'll get round it all from last year? Do you did you did you see it all, or did you skim? I guess you're there for four, you're going four days, thirty four days. Yeah. So so last last time it was um, yeah I went for the, the 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 full four days from the Thursday to the Sunday um, this year. So it, it's there's a different feel for each day. So Saturday is clearly the busiest day because it's yeah. the easiest one where people can turn up on the weekend. Sunday is then a tail-off day. But then Thursday and Friday, Thursday is, is the proper hardcore fans day because you'll have the people there right at the gates with the empty suitcases yeah. running through that, that convention as soon as it's open and queuing and, and grabbing their favorite um, games. And then Friday's just got a, a mixed vibe where it's sort of a transition between the hardcore fans and then the, the sort of tourists, if you like. So you've got that buzz building. Um, yeah, so, yeah, seeing it all. So last time, okay, as a comparison, there four days, got round at a good pace, didn't get to play many games because a lot of the tables were regularly occupied, which is yeah. obviously great for the stores. Yeah. Um, yeah got sure. to see lots of games. Um, one thing I'll come back to a bit later was the, the Asian game sector because that was fantastic. Um, but it was a light skim through all the halls. On the first day, we kind of ran round to try and see if we could just fathom where everything was, get yep. our bearings, and then you know pinpoint things later. Did not work. Got about two and a <laughs> half halls done. Uh, so then we was like, okay, we need to be a bit more realistic and then started enjoying it more on the Friday. Well, come Sunday at about two o'clock, there was there was still things that we hadn't seen. So it's it, yeah, it's a case wow. of kind of skimming that um, the floor plan before you get there and just saying, okay, make some sort of priorities, and and then yeah, flush out any other bits that you can um, yeah try and snag. I think that's, I mean, I, I've looked through the Board Game Geek preview list they have, and it's all sorted, and it's got the publishers, it's the stands, it's you know the booths. 
and there's 1200 games on there some of them are not necessarily new but i've only worked my way through maybe the first five pages and just gone like I did, yeah i mean some of them i'd be fascinated to hear and see people's reports on others i'm like oh, it's quite like quite like the artwork but i'd want to go mm-hmm. and check it out yeah. so i guess it is that i guess that pre, that pre pre-show prep of taking that map starring yeah. the ones you want to visit and at least maybe having a stab at working your way through but it does it does sound epic I, yeah honestly yeah, cannot so wait actually, to hear Essence, more. so they've got their own supporting app, um, and it, it's just got all the details that you need. And the map is right. interactive and especially useful on the day, because if you want to navigate to one location in one hall to another, you click where you are and where you want to go, oh, and that's it navigate for oh, you. Oh, nice! Um, and then you can filter your games by designer, whatnot. So it's it, it's really there to yeah to help you cut through and get what so, you experience. So does Essen have We've talked before about Gen Con, at least, um, events that you can sign up for in advance, or is it all shopping and demoing of games at Essen? That's a very good question. Mm. I should have researched this beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I haven't seen stuff advertised. Like okay. the games ex- UK Games Expo has quite, a, quite an event thing. Right. Those mm. things may happen back in the hotels, because I think, if I'm right in saying, John, most of the gaming happens after hours in the hotels and surrounding areas. There isn't really an open gaming yeah. as such. That's right. Which is even mind, more mind-blowing when you think right. the UK game, and so Gencon has got a huge amount of space for gaming. So, um, so John, you're, this isn't, you've, but you started your, trick, your trip to Essen a few days ago, and you've already travelled so many. How many miles have you travelled already? So nine hundred and sixty-six and a half. So, so, so you started in the UK and, and a, a half. half. It's the half that matters because otherwise, <laughs> really I wouldn't be with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you've been from the UK. Mm-hmm. You travelled under the tunnel yep. or in the Euro Tunnel yep. into the Netherlands or so, France, yep. Netherlands. Yeah, into France through Belgium into the Netherlands. Yeah, did a bit of hanging out with some Instagram friends there. That's right. Yeah. And then you've been through Germany? Yeah, through Germany, just across the border um, into Denmark and stayed there uh, for a short uh, overnight stop. And then from just over the border through Denmark, across some of the most stunning bridges we've ever seen. Amazing. Uh, (laughs) And then into uh, where we are now, which is just north of uh, Copenhagen. Yeah. And then you're in Copenhagen. And why are you in Copenhagen? (laughs) So, um, so yeah, some listeners may not know. Um, so my uh, board game thing is Trywing Games. And uh, in 2016, started the development of um, a game. So the game Can't Go, which I was demoing at the UK Games Expo, which I know you mentioned in your um, previous um, podcast. Uh, and the very first demo in was done in the 2019 UK Games Expo. And okay. the game was very, uh, very functional. Um, and the artwork looked a similar level of uh, black and white functional. <laughs> uh, and lots of people said, you need to tidy the artwork up. And somebody suggested the kawaii sort of Japanese cute art style. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, which sure. I didn't know what that was. So I looked into that and then started looking through Instagram for somebody to do the artwork. Uh, and stumbled upon this picture of this little um, like kawaii style duck, and I thought 
the person who drew that, that's who I want to do this artwork for my game. So I contacted the, the artist and I said, uh, gave her a little bit of background. I've developed this game. It's toilet themed. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever done board game artwork or if you'd like to. Uh, and, and this was on the, 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 the Sunday night, I think it was, from coming back from the expo. And uh, the Monday morning, she'd message back going, this is fantastic. <laughs> make it happen. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Um, and that was uh, the first time I'd sort of e-met, e if you like, um, since yeah. so I was in a lunch in um, Copenhagen. Uh, so since 2019 to now, I've been working on the artwork for the game. Um, and all of that goodness was put into the prototype version that I demoed this year. Uh, but we have never actually met. So when Essen was coming around, I thought, well, Germany, Denmark, they're close together. So Essen and Copenhagen must be close together. Surely, <laughs> I mean, they're not. They, of course, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, they must be. It's all the same landmass. It must be, must be crossing yeah. the border. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's how the extended Essen trip began with sort of bringing in Copenhagen into that extended circle round. I mean, the, the distance between not quite Essen because we're just staying outside of Essen. Yes, it's just over 400 miles between Copenhagen and, uh, and Essen. Fair so that play. would be the, the last pre-Essen bit of the trip on the Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, so Copenhagen will be good. And because Copenhagen is, we're here for a few days, and because it's just a, a short a short drive and then a bridge away from Sweden, yeah, hopping into check out Sweden too because it would be silly not to as it's it would be it'd be rude so by the time you finished how many miles will do you think you'd have done so all in all um including the the short stop in Bruges on the way back it'll be <laughs> things just nudging over 2000 good work great miles nice. that is a nice. trip and a half mm. yeah fair play so you'll end up in Essen on Wednesday ready for Thursday that's right what are your highlights? What have you got? Have any? Have you got like two or three things that you're definitely going to see, or are you just going to go with the flow? So actually, there is um, one person that, that I'm. So the, the other, I mean, I didn't want to heighten the the, the FOMO thing, but because of the position <laughs> of Essen, for especially if you've got lots of European friends, followers, and whatnot, they, yeah. they naturally congregate there because it's 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 on their equivalent doorstep. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of people who are going to be at Essen um, from Insta. And one person I will mention to begin with, so I'd actually met her last year for the first time, was Jenny, who is uh, board game underscore Spieler Corner on Instagram, yeah. um, based in Germany. Uh, and last year she was great at just, you know, corralling people before Essen to say, are you going to Essen? Do you want to hang out? Da, da, da. So there's a couple of pictures of, of that gang together. Um, and she's done the same this year. So she's arranged a meal on the on one of the evenings for people to um, hang out with. So that is awesome. Um, and the other person uh, of of the many that I'm keen to meet is or see again is um, Jack from Splitstone Games, who's done the Mycelia yeah. game. Mm -hmm. He's doing very well currently on he's, Kickstarter. He's doing fantastically. We, I mean, he definitely deserves to not only just because yeah, of does. the artwork, which is yeah. stunning. Um, and because he's such a good guy, but yeah, but actually, so at the Games Expo, there was the press evening before the main event, and he was dead opposite me. Um, so it was cool because he was doing like all the talking to various people, and he got the big mushroom hat thing that people were wearing. That's right. Yeah. It's just oh, so cool. Nice. 
So, I think um, um, that's one of the highest rated previews I've done um, wow. for my other channel. Yeah. So just for the quality, the art, the gameplay, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, very good. So if you haven't checked it out and you're still listening and it's maybe about two weeks, 18 days to go. That's about two weeks ago, mustn't it, I think. Um, yeah, check out my Celia. It's on Kickstarter. It mm-hmm. is a very good game. Okay, yeah, it'd be great. Any other any other designers or anyone else? The um, there are there are other designers, um, but there is an area that is more. Um, I think this is the area that stood out most from the first Essen trip. And I'm so with the first one, they sort of grouped things in a particular way. And there was one hall which was largely the sort of um, yeah the, the Asian, Asian contingent of designers okay. and suppliers and, and whatnot. And it was it was great where you just had a hall where all those folks were together and it was it, it sounds really um naive in a way but a lot of the games just had a different feel not not just because of the artwork and the sort of people presenting them but the the kind of style of gameplay mm-hmm. um and it just added something it it, it just made it more of sort of a, an obviously international event where you had yeah. this board of it's obviously the UK and, and um, US get a lot of the Euro games. So yep. that feel, while it's come from Europe, it, it's quite familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so right. it's good to have yeah. this, this extra thing of going, okay, you know, just because I've seen some of the local sort of tabletop stores and what they've got in, that's not that's still not everything at all. Right. Uh, so it was nice to see, you know, even more of a, a variety. Mm. So that's, that's the sort of zone. That'd be really good because I think – yeah. Five or six years ago, there used to be a European site that had loads and loads of import from the from the Asia market, okay. and um, it was great to just go browsing because, like you say, mm-hmm. there's stuff you'd never, never, never seen, never picked up before. Yeah. So once in a while, I'd do an order, but um, yeah, I think with, I guess with COVID, they shut down just because mm. of the import bit. But yeah, I would love to hear more about that on, uh, in a couple of weeks' time, mm-hmm. and what the highlights there were. Absolutely, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, PJ, what about you? Is there anything that you, if you were going, you would go? These are the two or three games that I have. I have one absolute, one must. absolute must, absolute. And um, I'm ready to, to be fair. Google it. This this directive, John, is not coming from me, but rather is coming from my wife. She sent me an email. She goes, "You tell John he needs to go to this booth." So. <laughs> Oh, you, you need to go to this. This Cajun gamer. Yes. Okay. The name of the game is Mythwind. M Y T H. Mythwind. Wind. Yes. Um, but here's the interesting thing. And maybe you can talk about this because I don't understand. I don't have context for the information I'm about to give you. On October 6th, I don't know if that's Wednesday, whether that's Thursday or Friday, but on October 6th, they're going to be at Hall 2, booth C142. Mm-hmm. But on October 7th, mm-hmm. they're going to be in Hall 4, booth D- D113. Okay. I have no idea what's going on. I think, I think they share stand. People share stands, don't they? So depending on the day, they're that- on different, like, guests. They're on other people's stands. So that'll be there okay. with another. Okay. Somebody or other. So at Gen Con, you, even if you're sharing a space, you stay put. There's no moving. You're, this yeah. is where you are so that people can find you. The reason is that we've backed 
Mythwind. And it's, it's, I think it's on a ship or it's going to be on a ship or it's going to be on. It's not I don't, far from shipping after Resin, yeah. it says. It's, Man, it's this is really good. cool. Tell us we want more. You to, we want you to look at it. Tell us about it. It's this open narrative world. You know, my wife and I are big into campaign games. That's right, Gareth. Another campaign game. <laughs> but, but the, the, I mean, this is PJ. Mythwind is a persistent world, asymmetrical, cooperative board game. Basically, this is PJ's perfect game. It is. It really you is. Become a pioneer in a whimsical fantasy world. If it That's were like it's to tick all of the requirements for a PJ game, that just ticked it off in that one sentence. The, the only thing could that could make it from ninety nine percent to one hundred to be pure pure perfection for me is if it were set in New Orleans and there was a parade. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's it. Um, but they're Maybe. also going to be they're also going to be releasing stars of Acario Acarius. I'm probably slaughtering that. It's it's a big space game that just looks really amazing. I think it's coming to Kickstarter in November after Essen, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I want pictures. If they've got, like, just tell me anything. But my wife wants to hear about Mythwind and what's going on and send us photographs and just tell us everything great because we're really excited. We'd be back that years ago, so we're ready for it to, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Consider that yeah. done. Consider it done. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Amazing. also have a follow-up question about your trip. So on the way back, you're going to stop in Bruges. Yeah. Right. Will you be playing Bruges while in Bruges? Because that is the meta experience right there. I I will I will say yes, no. and then I will desperately try and make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Bruges to play Bruges in Bruges, and we completely failed. We got to Bruges, but we didn't play Bruges in Bruges. I've had friends go to Carcassonne and play Carcassonne while yeah. in Carcassonne. I mean, you got to do that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that is the thing to do. So, yeah. Does this um, mean that when you guys actually really meet up, you're going to meet in something like, I don't know, like Highclere Castle and then play Obsession together? Because that really is it. Oh. Yeah. The other oh. week, I, I just side story. I thought I could just pop into pop along to Highclere Castle, but you can't. It's booked out like months in advance. Oh yeah. You just can't yeah. turn up. I was just, I don't know. I was disappointed. It's quite close to us. Well, you need to book a time for us when we get when there. You, yeah. yeah. That is. That's yeah. where we're going to meet. John, oh that God. is inspirational. That, that is, is so where we're good. Meet. Why did we not think of that? I don't know. <laughs> That's, That's why awesome. John's a designer and we're not. Um, oh my gosh! What was I? I was. I'm, I've probably pronounced wrong. There's a game based on the Celts. Celt. It's plural. Um, that the artwork popped up. C e l t a e. Celtai. It's worker swapping game. You know, like a, with a rondel. I mean, these. That's a game for me. Um, I haven't done much more research than that. I just sort of box art popped out and thought that looks pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know where the stand is. Uh, Pythagoras Games, okay, um, is one that popped out. Uh, if I was going to wander around looking for things, that one be on my top of my list. Um, anything your side, John? You've got. Um, well, naturally, since the uh, your previous interview is the um, I don't know that you actually say their games company, the Team Cavango, right? Is it Mazaza Games? Mazaza Games, Mazaza. yes. Mazaza. Mm. Yeah, they are, yeah that that would be amazing if you could pop along mm-hmm. and say hello. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, another Kickstarter that is doing very, very well since we had them on fully, the show two weeks fully ago. funded in like seven minutes. It was just amazing. Yes. You're, yeah. you're responsible. Your, your, mission, your mission, should you choose to accept it, John, is that you have to give Matt and Zara a big old hug from me. And, you know, yeah. There's we do beautiful... share virtual hugs around the world. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it works. They're, they are beautiful people. That was an amazing, I, I don't know about you, Gareth. That was my favorite episode of Meeple to Meeple. Oh, and me. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, not against any of our previous guests. That conversation just, wow. Yeah, that was incredible. So um, I've, got, I've got another one for you. Uh, and this was just to check out. I don't have any booth information for you, but it's relevant to our podcast. And I just learned about it today. That is SideQuest Nemesis. Gareth, have you seen this? Is this is this a new game or is this this is a this is going to be out? I, I don't know if it's coming out at Essen, if it's being released at Essen, but everything says October 2023. They're uh, going to have a booth. It's like, I don't know. It's set in the Nemesis world, but it is like a, I thought I had it pulled up. No, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm loving the box yeah. art. Right? Like I Can't saw this and I was like, are you kidding? As much as you and I talk about Nemesis, I'm like, how have we not learned about this before? Side, side quest Nemesis. Side quest Nemesis. It's a game of puzzles and enigmas yeah. by the designers of Escape. Oh, so it's like an escape room. Yeah, but in the Nemesis. Game. Oh, but, this is you... on my wish list. Yeah. Your second mission, John, if you should choose. <laughs> 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 yeah, it looks pretty nice. That does look nice. Good, good find. Yeah. Um, this one, this one is a, is been in development for a while. So, Flame Rouge Grand Tour. So, I'm a big fan mm. of Flame Rouge. The Grand Tour brought together, like I think it was maybe four or five years ago. The Grand Tour was originally kind of floated, which was basically bringing together a number of tracks. But this is now fully fledged, um, full expansion. Um, so multi-stage campaigns, short three-stage tours, yep. campaign mode, more tracks, more special stages, more riders. It's, I think this is the final kind of the box to the Flame Rouge. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Flame Rouge fan over the Heat fan. I know you um, are. So yeah, that is finally getting an SM release. So that's another one that I would love to hear about. But mm-hmm. I also know, John, you've got lots to get round. <laughs> so I'm just giving my little oh, tips. So is it? So I think they're in Hall Three. Is that? Oh, I don't know. La, 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 La Yeah, we both destroyed it. It, it probably okay. isn't, but it's fine. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> of course, Art, Art Nova Marine Wells is. Is that an S- I think that is an SM release, isn't it? Yeah, they had um, not a, they had a cop sample copies at Gen Con, and it's yeah. beautiful. So I mean, John, whether we talk about it on the podcast or not, you need to go look at it because it's. I don't know if you enjoy Arc Nova, but Marine Worlds is beautiful because the action cards, the five action cards you have, they're now asymmetrical. So the sponsor's action is not. It's like the sponsor's action and, but your sponsor's card is different from mine. And that's really cool. Um, so we we luckily got to see that while we were at Gen Con. 
And speaking of Gen Con, this is just, this is more for you than it is for the podcast, but you should check out Sky Team. Which Sky will be, Team. Which will be in Hall 6, F300 or 6F300. I can't even read my own handwriting. Isn't that great? Um, It's a two-player game. Uh, it's I think it's already out now. I think it came out of Gen Con, but they sold out. So everybody in the Instagram community that we were hanging out with, they all got a copy except for me. <laughs> oh, like, it's, it's, it's a two-player game where you, one of you is a pilot and the other one's a co-pilot on an airplane, and you're trying to approach the runway and land, and you have to do it through communication. And it's like this is cool. It's almost the opposite of Far Away by Cherry Pick Games because this is where mm-hmm. in far, right you you remember in Far Away we can't talk when we leave. Yeah. yeah. This one you do, and you got to, you know, communicate through. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That sounds so it's fun. This it's sounds just fun. worth checking out. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Anything else, John, you've got on your highlights list? Are we going to keep it all a surprise for when you come yeah. back? Me, I'm tempted to keep the powder dry. That's mm. okay. Gareth and I probably have enough titles. To cover the rest of this episode, <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got one more. I've got I, oh. I have one more. I mean, I've got twenty or so, but I'm going to send those to John, and he can just pick them <laughs> off if he, if he has a minute. Um, the other one I had um, was a Czech games edition game, which was Kut Kutna Hora, City right. of Silver. I had that on my list as well, um, which is a historical city building game, Euro game for two to four players. Mm-hmm. Real life supply and demand again. Anything civ, civ, civilization building or city building that is your um, jam is my jam. Um, mine or smelt into a fortune of silver. I mean, oh, it sounds amazing, right? Right? No, yeah. I get it. I know. Plus, you're probably going to go check out Czech games anyway because they're going to, I imagine, based on the footprint they had at Gen Con, I can only imagine what it'll be at Essen because they're such a big company. So um, they also do a lot for the content creators. When we were at Gen Con Saturday night, they had like a content creator gathering and get together. Nice. Yeah. It was like open gaming for content creators, which was kind of cool. You know, it was like after hours. So that was the ruins of our neck as well, haven't you? The expansion for that. That's hot. Okay. Anything else your side, PJ? Yes, I've got a two-player game I absolutely need you to find. Um, and that is, I, I want to get a preview copy of this so that we can talk about it on the on the podcast. And it's Patterns, a mandala game. It's a two-player game by Lookout Games. It's a sequel to Mandala. Now, for those of you listening, not yeah. Mandala Stones, but the mm-hmm. two-player game Mandala uh, one of my friends here in Springfield, uh, David, he'll come over every other Thursday night. We do a lot of two-player games. That game, that in Lost Cities, but Mandala hits the table regularly. It really is and an then, underrated game. That it game is. needs more attention. It's fantastic. It does. And now there's a sequel, and I'm like, oh my god, this is John. <laughs> John. It's nice. Look, yeah, it looks really nice as well. It looks like a little bit of additional to the original Mandala. But so it's like um, you're you're trading or matching tea tea tiles. Yeah, this one I yeah yeah it looks so good. Oh, and I'm a sucker for two player games. 
Uh, I'm gonna throw another one at you. I found this one. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not done. But I found this one today. To be fair, I found uh-huh. it today. Okay. Um, and y'all may already know about this. It's number nine plus plus. Oh, okay. So, so it's. So was it? Is it? Is it different? So that's the one one zero to nine tiles. Yep. And you're making layers. But this is number nine plus plus by Averroespiel. That's the problem is that on BGG, there's not a lot of information, but it's like, a I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm sending John to go look at it and tell me, take picture and be like, Hey, this is what it is. And, or he can send me a message and go, it's the same game. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it looked really interesting. I'm like, wait a minute. This is kind of cool. So my sister-in-law was here this weekend and she, in fact, she left to go back home this morning. Um, she loves number nine. We taught it to her last Christmas, I think. So she came over and just wiped the floor with Katie and I. I think it hit the table two or three times. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I can't win. It's like tiles and numbers is just her thing, and she just destroyed us. So, so yeah. yeah it looks like it's just got some like variants. Like you right. can play it one or two players and then combine it with the original box to make. Yeah. To might six players. Good spots, VJ. Yeah, yeah. Those were serendipitous, to be fair. That side quest nemesis, um, those two I discovered today, and I'm like, oh my goodness, got up. You know. I noticed that the number one game of the hotness on Board Game Geeks is Among Cultists, a social deduction thriller, which um, I'm I'd not heard of until. It's, I guess it's based on the Among Among Us theme. PJ, this has yeah. got to be a big tick from you. Oh, no. I know how much you love social deduction. <laughs> I know how much you love lying to each other. It's a perfect game. Oh, yeah. It's perfect for someone other than me. Yeah. <laughs> John, if you like social deduction, then go ahead by all means, right? But so, do you, uh, yeah, do you actually, like social deduction? So, I mean, with, with a lot of games, obviously, this is the case. But I think social deduction, for me, is enormously weighted on the sort of group that you're playing with. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, And, and not, not so much about whether you can tell if other people are lying or whatever, but, but just how you, you can just kind of do whatever you like in that space and have yeah. fun with the game to its fullest extent and, and everyone just enjoys it rather than feeling irked or, or whatever. Um, yeah, so it does vary. But actually, so uh, Jenny, I was talking about earlier, that's one of her uh, must-see games. So we're going to try and so there you go. There and I would definitely like to hear more. more. I do like a social mm-hmm. de- deduction game. Mm-hmm. Um, cultists try to wake something evil. Be prepared. Okay. See, that, that feels like an opportunity for a massive, magical, open-world campaign that's cooperative no let's Ooh. make it social deduction where people lie like <laughs> not, not only not only is it number one in hotness i've just noticed there's also various expansions at numbers like seven wow. and number eight okay so there's yeah at least in down into the abyss mm. mountains of chaos these are great names aren't they they Doom. are <laughs> cascadia expansions um, we saw that at Ooh, ship- Yeah, yeah, the shipyard too. Uh, the original game was really good. Yeah. That's a good yeah. game. I used to, I used to own that many moons ago and sold it before it came out of print. 
that I could, and be, the great, I could be here for days. Oh yeah, the Great Harbor. The Great yes. Harbor looks really great cool. Oh my goodness! Um, if you if you have if Garfield Games is on your list, um, I guess the really my my only question for them, um, they've got Ezra and Nehemiah coming is soon. There coming soon. Um, I'm just curious as to where they are in terms of um the schedule. Are they on target and everything's looking good? Because we're really interested in that one for a multitude of reasons, personally as a gamer and also for work, because, you know, any, anything that's biblical or set in the old Testament or anything of that nature, we can use that, um, in our Catholic education at work. So I know any reason direct- to share the love of games, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. If I can bring this to work and it can do, you know, yeah. So that's on, that's on our radar. So, John, to to wrap up, have you got any top tips? Have you got yeah. one or two tips for anyone who's going to the first time? Yeah, I would say uh, number one is download the Essen app um, because it's an enormously valuable resource, uh, both in terms of pre-events um, prep because there's an interactive map that shows the overall layout and then if you tap on each of the halls, then it shows you a detailed layout of each hall, so you can skim through where everyone is. That is incredible. If you only download it on the morning of, of arriving, it's still useful because you can tap in who you want to see first, and it will help you navigate from where Amazing. you are to where you want to go. So nice. Um, I would also recommend checking out where the nearest facilities are, not just because toilet <laughs> theme stuff is always on my mind, but just <laughs> practicality. Um, and as a bare minimum, and I know you've mentioned this as one of your um, previous sort of expo tips thing, is keep some water on you. Uh, keep it topped up through the day. Keep yourself topped up through the day. Uh, and a snack or two. Uh, there's loads of food places. Food is very easy to come by, um, but it just helps if you're stuck in a particularly big queue or delayed while you're playing the game or whatnot. Uh, and actually, the other thing, is and I know this sort of varies from person to person. Is so even the same time with other first timers last year, some people were really sort of overwhelmed by the experience of the scale of Essen, both the sort of yes. height and foot, footfall of it all. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think the thing to sort of reflect on is that you don't have to part with all of your money to to have a really good time. <laughs> uh, but but it's it's there to be enjoyed. It, it, it you know it's there to make you know have fun. Um, and if it's feeling too much, just just have a minute somewhere. If you're with friends, just either let them know and just have five, or have five with them, whatever. And and just remind yourself of just getting the most fun out of it because that's you, you could you could make it a really miserable time if you really mm. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people, mm-hmm. lots of things to look at, and you just go well. Actually, now this is really cool there's some really unique people things to see other people to sort of see playing games um so yeah i think that's that's probably those are top of tips those are really good hey question about number five your final tip um so at gen con there are hotels that are attached to the icc by skybridge uh is there anything like that in essence where there's hotels that are attached with a pedestrian bridge walkway so they don't have to go outside or you know be exposed to traffic or anything like that that's a very good question as far as i know 
there mm. isn't because I think the the sort of setup is is um, a multi-use um, exhibition hall, and it's mm-hmm. that's it. You come out, and then you're just out on the not out on the streets for fending for yourself in the wild, right? But you're heading to Essen. The other thing that is cool, though, we found this last year was even though you you leave the sort of official halls of Essen and out in the the real world. Um, you're not going to be very far away from other gamers. So we ended yeah. up walking for quite a while, uh, a couple of nights to find somewhere to eat. And our neighbours, who ended up on other tables, within a few moments, they were either talking about games or brandished mm. games that they'd bought. So <laughs> we were talking to them yeah. about it. So we met some people from Chile and some people from other places. Um, so there's lots of people who were there just to, to help. So it feels like it just feels a nice place to be um, even when you're outside of the echo itself just so one if, big board gaming family yeah mm-hmm. so if someone's someone's visiting us and for the first time and like you just described they're feeling overwhelmed how easy is it for an individual to find somewhere to just decompress for a minute a quiet corner uh, how easy is that do you think so i think um there are stages of, of quiet um, across the different halls um, yeah. so if you wanted to sort of just keep in in the, the, the expo itself without kind of getting too far out um, there are definitely quieter sort of little sanctuaries if you like um, that you'll just find other people just having a, having a sit down just having a bit of a drink or whatever um, and, I, and I think that's probably something if, if you're likely to, to need that sort of break which actually subconsciously we did last time um, so there were sort of areas and pockets in the building. So I remember one was, was by a stairwell by the, the toilet block as it happened. The toilets, I think, were one level down. But there was this zone which was, I don't know how big it would be, but it was big enough where people could just, just have a sit down for a few minutes and it was just just a little out of the way, a little bit quieter, and you could just Good. yeah, just recompose yourself, re-energize <laughs> yourself and, and go back and have some more fun. Go again. Nice. One last question yeah. is the language barrier, right? So you're going to have Americans who most likely don't speak any other language but English and Americans English with that. And then they're going to go to Germany and be exposed to everyone from around the world. Um, how is that for someone who is not so, multilingual? So my experience last year was um, actually it was, it was quite, once you were inside the expo, it was quite difficult to realize you were actually in Germany. Right. Because cool. most of it was just catering um, for English-speaking markets. Hmm. So I'm trying to think the, the main uh, different com- uh, country stands, I guess, that we visited were, so with the, the sort of Asian, Japanese mm-hmm. um, sort of area, people say they were fresh over from Japan, but no language barrier whatsoever. Um, spoke to people from uh, Norway, obviously Germany, um, other European countries, um, so with some of the board game manufacturers, especially, so like with Poland and um, Germany too, and also China, there is there is no language concern at all um, from a from an English speaking perspective. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Amazing. I, I was thinking about the listening you to describe the experience I was thinking about like the Olympics, right? You know, the Olympics are in English and French are the, the two official languages. And I was thinking because Essen is such a large scale 
like there may be some sort of an official language of within essence but uh it sounds like everything caters to english mostly um but everyone should be fine getting around yeah i, I think the Good. the other thing as well is with a lot of the games is so this was especially true with some of the um japanese ones is with some of the um some of the games they they were totally language neutral so i remember mm-hmm. one of the games where you have a i can't remember the name but you have a card and there are four images on the, the top of the card and you have to feel underneath to work out which of the images on the top is the one underneath the card. Wow. Okay. Uh, That's so cool. So it's totally language independent because it's just a, a feel and point if, if you kind of want to boil it down to the basics. Um, but I think that's, that's the other thing is that um, the, the people there, they, they want to they convey a nice time to people. Um, so, so they use lots of different techniques. And obviously the spoken word is one, but there are other ways to help introduce someone to um, yeah, to a potential nice experience in a in a box or something. Cool, cool. That, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we wish you the best and safest travels uh, as you continue your European road trip uh, for the next couple of days, <laughs> and then as you head your way to Essen on Wednesday. And I you know, just yeah, having a having an absolutely amazing time over those four days. I look forward to seeing uh, your content. Uh, what is your Instagram handle? If anyone hasn't. Uh, yeah, just try win games. T R Y W I N games. Try win games. Yeah. It'll be in the um, it'll be in the description as well. But um, thank yeah. you, John. Uh, thank, thank you, PJ, you. as ever. Thanks everyone for listening. Please subscribe, and as always, we love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So make sure to leave those in the comments. And don't forget, you can also chat with us both on Instagram at Meeple to Meeple. <laughs>